Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach, yes, all right. First touchdown of the year. Bobby Hurricane, yeah, you know the name. Already, it's Mercy. Ha ha. It's the Six Red King Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to the wrong with us seriously what's wrong with us we're miami hurricanes fans welcome to the six rings cane show a show dedicated to miami hurricane sports featuring the legendary larry bluestein jazz santana vish and danny gillette let's go canes we by the way we promise everybody that by in the next few weeks we should have a new uh a new intro because we got to get a couple of those. <laughs> we got to get Coach Bonds off of it. Once, well, hey, why, once again, Bons, once again, know? are you the one who has to build the intro? I feel like we got to ride with this and kick one off to start the next season. All right, well, if you want to, that's but, fine. But, but also, but also, man, I, I fired all of our good bullets at that. Now I'm like, what are we just gonna be? Well, you know, I just most of the show is just <laughs> us sitting here like this, going. Well, listen, there's some, <laughs> there's, there's some people, there's some people in our chat though, you know. May may want to take on that role. I don't know. I'm not in our chat here, but you know, in our in our private chat, you know, they might want to take on the getting some clips and doing something for us. But anyways, oh, uh, let's not let's not pick that scab. But um, when he asked for the timestamp, I'm definitely giving this one. But um, <laughs> inside joke, inside joke, inside but, joke. No, but, like, but seriously, shout out to my people at the Five Reasons. Yeah, they know it's, it's, it's all, all, all a good fun. But no, but I mean, like most of the clips are just us standing there talking. So yeah. I pulled all the interesting ones, like we had a guest, or like when I was waving the knife around. <laughs> like I don't have much left. Most of the rest was just us talking. Uh, we got to figure something out, but we'll do. We'll do it. Blue, Blue will be joining us on the show in a little bit, so 
Um, as I'm sure everybody has heard already, uh, if you haven't, you've been living under a rock and you need to uh, wake the hell up. But uh, obviously the Miami Hurricanes are now looking officially looking for a new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and wide receivers coach and whatever else they want to do. God knows what they're going to do. What's up, Blue? Hey, what's up, guys? Shalom. Um, hey, and, and also, yeah. the uh, 2023 Canes football schedule came out today, so we'll go over that as well a little bit. Actually, I kind of want to start off with that because, uh, you know, <laughs> by the way, for everybody that saw my tweet, uh, we told you we're going to name we're going to name the uh, offensive coordinator for the Miami Hurricanes. He's He's going to come out of one of our mouths today. Um, um, that's, you know, you do have that's quite, our thing. You do have quite the list there, there, but I still wouldn't guarantee, given the way Mario's operating. You can never guarantee anything with Mario Cristobal, but, you know, chances are one of those guys might be the guy that we're going to say. And listen, and I'm happy with all of them. So, but let's, um, well, with most of them. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about the 2023 schedule first, because uh, I think it's, a, it's an interesting one. We were talking a little bit about it off air. Mm-hmm before we got going here and um, you know, look. Yeah. We usually don't get the, the breaking news right before our show, but this yeah. dropped like t- 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. So kind of, kind of cool. Kind of cool. Uh, we play the fake Miami first, um, but uh, here's a little bit of a rundown Miami of Ohio. Then we play Texas A&M uh, Bethune Cookman after that. Oh, they would have been the fighting Ed Reeds, man. That sucks. Um Temple. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they put that game on Thursday night because they they yeah. were looking for filler and they, you know, they were going to play up the Ed Reed yeah. against Miami angle and uh, that didn't work. Nope, it didn't. Um, but then you got followed up by uh, at the end of September against Temple, uh, the fighting Manny Diaz is almost, um, and then you got Georgia Tech, and then you get into ACC play, but you've got a buy in between that, which yeah. I know Vish has. Vish has uh, something to say about that buy, but uh, then you got all yeah, of it's just real quick. Just on, run the gauntlet, on, right? You run the gauntlet yeah, after that. Yeah, but re- real quick, Temple is our first road game, so the first three at home that is actually at Temple. At Temple, yep. Uh, which I know most people wouldn't expect. Um, that is well, think, near, that is not far from me. I think it's a home. Yeah, and home who signs a home and home with Temple? Anyway, Blake James. No kidding. Um, yeah, good job. But, but um, um, that is close enough to be where I will be attending that. Nice. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah then then it's ACC week. play, right? Yeah, that's ACC play. Georgia, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Clemson, uh, Virginia, NC State. You got a, a late in the season game against Florida State. Which, by the way, I know some people are saying, "Wow, we played them so late." If you know, I mean, we we typically play them towards the back end of the season when. You know, when Miami and Florida State are usually, you know, eight and one, seven and oh, nine and oh, whatever it is. So it's it's a big time matchup. We'll see we'll see how that works out for us this year. But um then you've got Louisville after that and and you finish off at Boston College. So at at, at Danny Gillette. At Danny Gillette Stadium, baby. If it's not too cold, I might go see that game. Yeah, so. the Canes are going to visit him for Thanksgiving. I mean, nice. what more can you ask for? That. Come on, DJ. I might get an I might get an uh, NIL deal for myself if that's the case. <laughs> um, I I, I want to hear I want to hear from Vish first because, you know, I think you got a bone to pick with the buy where the buy lands. Uh, I, I get it because then you run like you said you go eight eight or nine straight games against um, your ACC opponents and uh, that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, to this do. isn't this isn't where you want your bye week. Um, we got four out of conference games and frankly only one of them is i know we lost to middle tennessee but that's the past <laughs> these are three pretty much games you expect to win pretty easily and then you know one that's a legitimate game 
this is a waste of a bye week to have it after that stretch. Like you haven't really been taxed yet. You're probably relatively healthy and fresh. And then to have that bye week and then play eight conference games in consecutive weeks, there's no other gaps. It's right. every, 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 um, every weekend with the BC game actually on a short week on Friday. That is, that's a lot um, without having a bye week. You want that bye week in the middle of your conference play so you can kind of rest up in the middle of it. Um, so that sucks. The other thing that, that, that sucks here is just it's front-loaded with home games. <laughs> if you look at this, three of the first four are comp- – we have four conference games at home. Three of them are right here. So we have one more home game after after yeah. this, after the stretch, and you know you play these consecutive road games. Three out of the last four on the road, so that's also not not great from a balance. So it's it's not really well balanced. This is also if everyone doesn't remember, uh, the divisions are gone. So there's no more coastal and Atlantic. This is just our pod. Right. <laughs> so and the three teams that we'll play every year are right there. It's uh, Florida State, Louisville, and Boston College. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 Those three. So the last three games of the team. There, there's no division or anything. So it's just the right. two highest win percentage. So we're gonna have some wacky tiebreakers, I'm sure, as well. Blue, how do you feel about the schedule, man? Uh tough, tough finish. Yeah. Three or four on the road. And it's um, against, you know, it's against a potentially a really good Florida State team, uh, potentially really good Louisville team. Um, if you know, if you know they had they've had a good year recruiting. So I think that and NC State, you know, they're always going to be tough, even though they. I think Devin is Devin Leary still there. No, he's at Notre he's Dame. Got, that's right. He's at Notre Dame now, right? So yeah, but that's that's just a tough place to play. Yeah. No, always. And, and you always. got you got these just stringing these games together. It's tough. like overall, it's just it's almost like if you spread if you distribute the games differently, you could get a higher win total than one we're probably going to get. Right. Yeah. And even Danny Gillette Stadium hasn't been kind to them over the years. <laughs> if they can't beat this group of BC players, then I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Wow, well, that should things, be a nice. Stranger end things have happened, DJ. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, just looking at this list, right, right off the bat, eleven and one, ten and two, easily, right? A- ACC championship. I mean, 12 and I'm 0, not right? saying I mean, anything. Who are we losing yeah. to? Who are we losing to? Look, we all People know. People killing me after last year. I ain't saying a damn word. Look, look, I think we can all agree offensive coordinator to be named later is going to light everyone up. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have no problems this year. 40, 45 points a game, guaranteed. Easy, easy. Not breaking a sweat. Not even, a joke. even without naming him, we already know that's going to happen. So. Blue, um. Don't just even like, ask me, Jazz. No, no. Just look, <laughs> just looking at the schedule. Where do you think there's an opportunity? Just based off of the teams that we're playing. I know you said that the end of the, you know, the end of the schedule is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Where can you see this team realistically? You know, obviously based off of what's going. on. It's hard to say too because we don't know necessarily who the offensive coordinator is yet, right? So how that offense is going to work. You know, the good news is that you've got those first three or well, the first three or four, three out of the first four games are kind of your not. They're, they're not by any means at this point in, in, in at this point in Miami Hurricanes football, nothing's a cupcake, nothing's easy. Yeah. But it's an opportunity to maybe potentially showcase a little bit more um, yeah. your offense uh, in the hopes that it's a good one. I mean, how how do you how do you see this team doing against a schedule like this? Realistically, blue. Well, they should be three and one off the bat at the worst. At the right. worst, they could you know A and M. You never know. I mean, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, what's going to happen? They're still a good football team. They're bringing in a bunch of new guys. And, but they, they, you know, but last year I still remember middle Tennessee state Duke. Oh, we got these games wrapped, you know, and not so much. So uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I would say right off the bat, they could easily be four and oh, and yeah. uh, that North Carolina Clemson little stretch is going to be tough too. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I mean, and I, they should get Georgia Tech and they should get Virginia. And then you take a look, like I said, the last, what, three out of the last four are going to be tough. So it's a challenging schedule. I mean, you know, I don't want to make anybody angry, but if, if they get eight or nine wins, I'd be elated. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that most realistic Canes fans are probably thinking the same thing. If we can go eight and four, nine and Where three, are they? it does right here right here lined up right here i think that's about it 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 does feel like five and three in acc play is a ceiling like a best case because you're you're not gonna like just run off wins against to blue's point like you might pull off some upsets here and win some or not even upsets win some of these games against legitimately good teams like you know florida state nc state clemson and north carolina but you're not gonna win all of those right so like even if they win like if they go one and one against at north carolina and clemson that's pretty good right overall but that's still one and one so it's yeah. hard, hard it's hard to see this like blue called out the two games that like would be really disappointing if you lost to georgia tech or virginia at yeah. home other than that there's a lot of coin flips here if you can get to five and three on on four, i hate to say it that's that's not bad yeah, it's not, <laughs> but you're only telling the truth, Vish. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, especially if we learned anything from last year, it's just no matter how well they've recruited, no matter who they bring in, I think the people around the country always fail to realize, just like all those Colorado fans, they fail to realize that USC and UCLA and Oregon and Stanford and Washington aren't stop recruiting just because Dion's there. You know, I mean, and that's the way, you know, Miami's doing what they can and they got a great class, but none of these other programs are stop, stop recruiting. So it's, uh, they're all going to be challenging. You know, I mean, you come off a year like this past year where, you know, I mean, middle Tennessee state sucked. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You look how they finished, you look how the, who they played and who they got beat by and Miami just has to, they just got to play good football. That's all, you know. And I think, I think if you get better play calling, in which they should, I mean, it can't get any worse. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I, mean, yeah. I feel like we've been saying that for twenty years. The yeah, I know, I know. Keeps getting worse. <laughs> definitely can. It definitely can. Honestly speaking, oh, man. four wins. That's how it gets worse. No, no, no. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. You can't. You can't. You can't put that out there. You can't put that out there. I mean, look. I I just said, you know, I think four or five conference wins, and then like that of conferences. Yeah, you know it should be three and one at worst, as Blue said. So well, Virginia, looking... Georgia Tech, and Boston College; those are three wins right there, I think. And <laughs> then you go from there. Do they beat North Carolina, NC State on the road? It's tough. It's yeah, no, it end. feels like seven to nine wins overall is probably about right. That's I. You know what? But there's pre- people at home cursing you out now, just like they did last year when you said ten and two. <laughs> Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Oh, we're not losing at all. Are you kidding me? All I said last year was, I'm not going to assume we're going to lose games we shouldn't. And we lost a lot of. It turns out we didn't lose games we shouldn't. We were just worse than everyone on the schedule. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think at some point Maybe we get they the weren't upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't actually upsets. We were just much worse than I thought. 
Look at so David Everett posts here. I, I have been a Kings fan for more than forty five years now, guys. Where is your faith at? <laughs> oh man, um, no. I, listen, look, here's what I will say about about the schedule, right? Um, yeah, I and, and I get that, Gary and, and Dave, nine and three at best, uh, but we'll lose to a team for sure. Uh, we'll lose to. I think mean, I think he's probably saying it's a sure a win. That, yeah, that should, like, yeah. Those two teams that shouldn't basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Ben says eight wins. Should have <sighs> fans banging pots and pans. Oh, on yeah. 10. No, no. I think I think I think ten is pots and pans. Eight's fine. Yeah, you, you can't bring out the pots and pans for single digits. No, you can't. You can't. You gotta get that. ten. You gotta get ACC 10 coach of the year. He wins eight games. Wow, that's crazy. I don't, right? I, I don't think so. Not no, here's Miami. here's what I will say, right? Like, and, and I'm just playing the other side, right? The, the 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 crazy Kings fan, right? The crazy Kings fan may say, "Well, hey, maybe these teams that are supposed to be really good, you know, your Clemson and Florida State, and maybe you know some of these other teams are god awful, right? And they, yeah. they, they, you never know, right? So that's that's the other side as oh, well. Hey, then maybe we can probably, you know." We can steal a couple of those games and go, you know, nine and three, ten and two. But I, th- I think that realistically, I, I think that David has a has a good one. I think nine and three at best is is a is, I think, potentially the ceiling on this on this team. And it's not it's not. I, I don't know if it's necessarily from a talent standpoint because they, you know, based off of what they've done in recruiting and in, in the transfer portal, they brought in a lot of good talent, uh, especially on the offensive line, which is a position where they struggled a lot at last year. You know, you could see, you could definitely see, you know, them being better. And that's what you want. You want to see progression. You want to see them get better. You want to see them, you know, do things a little different. And I think that uh, we really just kind of have to wait and see what happens. There's a long way to go before that starts. Too, yeah, so. I think I think the challenge, though, is kind of the things we laid out. The bye week is early. You're just playing eight yeah. conference games in a row. That's going to be grueling no matter and, what. And I think the, for and anybody. The, yeah, and the, and, the, and the Clemson, North Carolina back-to-back, three LS, four on the road. There's just losses are going to fall out of that. Um, and so then you start piling up. And like, like you said, that's where you get the nine and three ceiling. Yeah. Um, I got you. We I definitely, you. I will say, that A&M game at home is the one out of conference where we're like, you know that I know Middle Tennessee State, but pretending that never happened, like you expect to win the <laughs> other three, right? right? That is, you get an easy game to start with, then you can prepare for that, and you don't really have anything after it for several weeks. Like that is one you got to win, just from a standpoint of we talked, we spent a lot of this time talking about how North Carolina and then immediately Clemson's tough to win both in a row. This right. is kind of the opposite. That's yeah. one game in like an oasis of easy ones. So, so that one is one you'd like to think. You, you got to get started. Doing. You got to get started the right way this time around because uh, if you don't, you're gonna, you're gonna. I mean, I could see it. It really did fall apart in fall that apart. game last year. Yeah, like that was a game that they that we dominated and didn't get the result, and then didn't show up for Middle Tennessee State, and it spiraled out of control from there. I think I think we'll probably be talking a lot more about. Uh, you know, what's it going to take to not fall apart and to not spiral and, uh, execution wise and all that as soon as we start hearing some names, which we are going to put out wow, there now. Look, look at this. Look at this professional transition from Mr. Santana over here. The segue think- was just mm, <laughs> chef's kiss. Um, offensive coordinator. We're, we're going to name him here, Blue. We're going to we're, we're calling it. We're calling it. Anybody who's watching us now is going to hear who the next offensive coordinator for the Miami Hurricanes is going to be. 
um, from one of our mouths. So are these are our, let's just say, prize picks for offensive coordinator? These are, ooh, I see what you did there. Yes. Let's talk about, yeah, but before we get to our offensive coordinators, let's talk about prize picks. Real, real quick, we'll get we'll get to prize picks here. By the way, Blue, I like your shirt, man. Florida versus Georgia. That's a sweet shirt. I like it, man. Uh, Prizepicks.com. Make sure you check them out. Log uh, Once you log in and sign up, you're uh, put in the code 5, F-I-V-E, and they'll match your deposit up to $100. It's real simple. Here's how it works. Pick anywhere between two to five players. You can mix and match players from different uh, sports, different positions, different everything, right? You can do that. What you're going to do is you're going to pick between two and five players, choose the over-under on their individual categories. So, for instance, uh, Super Bowl is coming up. You want to choose, you know, maybe uh, Pat Mahomes. I'm not sure what the starting line is on his passing yards, but maybe his passing yards are 270 yards. Do you go over-under? Choose the over-under, whether you're going to go over on 270 or under on 270. Real simple. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Check them out. It all depends on how much money you want to win, uh, is how many players you pick, and how much, obviously, uh, you know, money you deposit there. They will match your deposit up to $100 with the code word 5, F-I-V-E, if you log in and, um, and put in that code. They'll match that up to 100 bucks. Make sure you check them out, prizepicks.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Here are your offensive coordinators. We're going to go down the list on a couple of these guys. And I want to get – we'll, we'll go – not everybody will get everybody's here. We'll be here all night. But um, let's talk about first the biggest uh, the biggest name that we keep hearing out there, I think. Uh, actually, there's a couple of them, right? But let's go with the biggest name that we, we keep hearing out there that has, you know, legs or whatnot. And, and I want to get your take. I want to start – I actually want to start off with DJ on this one because he knows this guy very well. He's covered him for a few years now. Uh, and it's obviously Scott Frost over at Nebraska. Um, you know, a lot of fans love what he's what he could bring as an offensive coordinator. He is obviously an option. He, you know, potentially has, you know, um, some, uh, you know, uh, whatever. They've been talking about him a lot in, in Coral Gables. Let's just put it that way. Scott Frost, talk to me a little bit about him, DJ. What do you like about his offense? Scott Frost offense utilizes running quarterbacks, and I think that could be helpful for a player like, let's just say, for example, uh, Jakari Brown. Uh, With the Scott Frost offense, you'll see a lot of, you know, running quarterbacks, a lot of mobile quarterbacks, and, you know, he does have plays where the quarterbacks are inside the pocket, but he likes to have quarterbacks be a dual threat type of athlete. Um, I think that fits well in today's modern game of college football especially as defense has kind of become more scarce um but you know i think his creativity and his ability to kind of formulate plays with a running quarterback and building a system around a running quarterback um could definitely help miami in terms of you know explosiveness and play design and creativity and that's something that quite frankly they were missing from Josh Gaddis at times last year. Um, you know, I think as an offensive coordinator, I think he would be a good fit. I question whether or not he is mentally ready. I like the way you put that. Um, you know, here's what I like about Scott Frost is, is his, obviously he runs like a power. It's a, it's a power spread offense, right? So like you say, he does like to use the quarterback a lot on, on those read options. Uh, he likes to get him out of the pocket, but I also like the fact that he will take shots down the field as well with his quarterbacks. So you need you need some speedy wide receivers that can get out there uh, and run those you know those sluggle routes, those out you know those nine routes just to go uh, and be able to throw the ball out there. So I do like that about his offense. I, I he does utilize his running backs as well, but he his he runs his offense like he used to be a quarterback, and we all know how good he Correct. was. Uh, how good he was until he ran into the buzzsaw in 2000, uh, in, in 2000. But anyways, um, Blue, I want to kind of get your take a little bit on, since we got a lot of guys, I want to get your take on Marcus Arroyo. Uh, obviously he has some experience coaching with, with, uh, with, with Mario in the past at Oregon. He was his offensive coordinator for two PAC 12 championships. I think he didn't coach in the Rose bowl because he already took the job at UNLV, but, uh, you know, from what I understand, I don't know offenses like like others would. Okay, talk to me a little bit about what you like from and look. He, he coached at your alma mater, man, so you got to know a little bit about Coach Arroyo, right? Talk to me a little bit about what you like about his offense and could it work here in Miami as well? I don't think they gave him, you know, a shot. I mean, they gave him two years plus the uh, pandemic year. I mean, and I follow obviously, and I have a lot of people out there that I talk to all the time and. I think he's really good. I, I think he's innovative. I, he's a hardworking guy. He's, 
you know, I mean, you take a look at what he's what he did last year, and obviously they underachieved. They didn't score a lot of points. Um, it's just personnel. They weren't getting the kids that they, but he started to at the end. Um, he, I think he'd be fine. I think he'd be fine. You see, when you look at Scott Frost, remember Jeff Lebby was his offensive coordinator was at, when he was at UCF, and Jeff Lebby ran a lot of what Art Bryles ran, you know, that uh, veer and that uh, speed-up type offense where the tight ends were took center stage, at, both as blockers and as receivers. And I think, you know, not to skip back to what DJ said, but I think that in Scott Frost, because he likes that type of offense, I mean, he – you know, I think the fans will get a little upset because it's more of a run run offense. I don't think Tyler Van Dyke is suited for that offense. Um, but I think in Arroyo's scheme of things, he likes to open it up a little bit. You saw you go back to the Oregon offense where they threw quite a bit. I mean, they had big-time speed. They used the backs out of the backfield. Um, yeah, I like him. I think he'd be a really, really good choice. I don't think he's in a hurry to take another head coaching job, so he'll be here for a while. And uh, like you said, he he already knows the drill. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, and it's funny because I was talking to some coaches about that very thing. You know, coaching for Mario Cristobal is not easy. I mean, it's like coaching for, you know, Shiano. It's like coaching for uh, Nick Saban. It's uh, – 4:35 in the morning, 12 midnight type of days, and uh, you gotta, and not everybody's up for that, you know. But I think he'd be perfect. And I think I think what works well because you saw what happened this year, right? There was obviously issues where people were bumping heads. You know, it, it's it's out there. It is what it is, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football. With with Arroyo, you have that you have that gel right with with coach Cristobal already because of his experiences his past experience with him but I think that this is a guy that Mario trusts right it's not only about his play calling and and you know how and like you mentioned how innovative he is yeah good but he trusts him so whereas you, we, but he's we also know- a west coast guy so you know he went to San Jose State I mean you know right. let's see it's not they don't always translate well on the east coast west coast guys so right uh, but you know, I I just think what you just said is a huge factor uh, in the fact that that trust level. I don't know if uh, he and Gaddis ever really were on the same page, because how much did he really know him? You know, right. he just knew he was a Broyles Award winner and the guy had a really good offense in Michigan. Uh, but uh, I don't know if he knew a whole lot about him, like you just said, Jazz. Uh, you got to trust people coming into your building, and I think that. You know, the rest of the staff, uh, they're all on the same page. You know, Charlie Strong type guy. I mean, they're all, you know, they all know, under, understand the assignment. And, um, and uh, yeah, whatever it is, it is. I just think that the, the one thing about whoever they get, uh, they just they just got to come in and utilize this offense and then not be – I just think the thing about Gaddis, he just never really – he never took the bull by the horns and he never asked. Uh, for help. And I thought that was his downfall. I, uh, you had Frank Ponce, who's very, and Frank's going to show, you know, over the next couple of years, you know, at App State, he'll stay there. He'll wait till the coach leaves. He'll get the head job. And um, he's just, but Miami needs to go after a dynamic guy. Uh, and I think Arroyo Frost, a couple of the other guys that I heard are pretty good. I mean, when, you know, just get a guy in here, it's going to be innovative and not, and not afraid to, you know, to, to ask for help or, you know, include your, uh, your position coaches 
you know, and not just think, you know, everything. And uh, that's, that's my point. Here's what I, I'm going to go to you on this Vish. Uh, it's funny. Cause I was going to mention him right now, uh, Ben, I'm going to go to you on this one because <clears throat> talk about, you know, innovative. He's, he's, ha- he had some really great offenses and he's, He's probably as elite as it comes when it comes to coaching the offense, right? Being an offensive coordinator. Uh, And that's Dan Mullen, right? A a lot of people really love Dan Mullen, the way he coaches. And that's it, right? Like, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't like his attitude, his personality, but he's one hell of a coach when it comes to offensive coordinator. Vish, (laughs) just based off of his, his scheme, the way that he runs the offense, you know, how elite he is in that aspect, how could that translate to Miami coming in and being successful in the offensive side of the ball with a guy like Coach Mullen? Plus, he's a quarterback's coach, right? So none of this offensive coordinator slash wide receiver guy. Now we're talking about an OC quarterback, which a lot of people prefer because you can go and get a wide receiver coach. Yeah, and and I think he, um, you know, he's shown adaptability to different styles of quarterbacks, which is – as. A, I mean, Blue and DJ touched on this, like Van Dyke and, and Brown are radically different quarterbacks. This quarterback room is not, it's yeah. not fit into one type. So you need someone that can kind of adapt. And then everybody's like right in between. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah. if you look at, look at Urban Meyer's two championships that you have, one was with Chris Leak, one was with, with Tebow. Right. They're, <laughs> they're not even close to the same kind of quarterbacks. You're seeing that ability to, yeah, yeah. Mullen's wife's got to keep his hands off the <laughs> be having that on campus no we can't do that nope. <laughs> no 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 she's gotta she's gotta just keep, keep her off campus but um um so so there's that i guess my concern with him and it, it extends to frost as well is to me these are <coughs> these are not coordinators these are head coaches they've been very successful as head coaches at certain schools and you know got fired from their last job and they went to kind of the highest of high levels because mullen was a successful coach at mississippi state for a long time but and to me, it's such a humbling thing to then I'm going to go be an offensive coordinator. I, I do worry a little bit about running to some of the issues we had last year with Gaddis being pigheaded and saying, you know, I came from Michigan. I was the Burroughs Award winner. I know what I'm doing. And and I do I do worry that Frost or Mullen might not, – not anything nefarious. I mean, if I had Mullen's resume, I'd be like, I'm not going to go be offensive coordinator. I'm going to be a head coach somewhere. What, are you kidding me? Um, so I, to me, it's hard where someone like Arroyo or Jeff Scott or some of these guys that kind of failed at their first head coaching stop, stop, not at a big school. To me, it's a lot easier transition back to a coordinator. When you look at Scott Frost, like undefeated at UCF, right? BCS bowls. And now he's going to be the offensive coordinator at Miami. That feels like such a step down. It's, I don't know where their heads are at, but that does concern me a little bit that if, certainly if I'm them, I'm thinking I'm a head coach. This is beneath me a little bit. And if I have to take this, I'm certainly going to come to it with an attitude that might not be conducive to trying to, frankly, address some of the staff chemistry issues we had last year. Because clearly the whole thing was disjointed. Well, when you say that, I kind of think, and I know, I know this is crazy to think about guys that have coached in Alabama, but I got like Bill O'Brien, right? Who obviously was a head coach at a couple different places in, in the pros and in college football came down was pretty good pretty good offensive coordinator for for uh for Alabama and uh you know now obviously he's gone he's moved on also but you know 
there's there's a possibility that it could be something like that instead. Oh yeah, no, it's not it's not disqualifying. Yeah. It's my concern there. Like so, I would if it's Mullen a valid to, concern too. Yeah, no, if Mullen wants to come here, sign me up. Like I think he's he's excellent as he's been an excellent play caller for a long time. I have no concerns with that. Um yeah. I wouldn't want to be the head coach, obviously, after he flopped at Florida, but I'd certainly take him as an offensive corner. I just worry that he's gonna, you know, if you're asking me like because on paper he's the home run, I think. Yeah. He knows the state really well. Um, he's again, he's shown that adaptability, which I think is so important. I see a lot of stuff in the chat about the style and all that. He just gets the job done. He's had so many different styles of quarterbacks and done well with all of them. So I think he's, you know, in terms of just the guy that would, you know, kind of work regardless of the players we have here. I think he fits that. I just, I, I do worry a little bit that if he's here, it's only for like a year or something like I feel I mean, look at Will Muschamp, right? He was way worse at Florida than Mullen was. He immediately, like, got the South Carolina job. I just – I don't see how he would have to come all the way down to Miami offensive coordinator after having been a successful head coach in the SEC for several years. It seems like a pretty big step down. I do think that Frost would have to kind of work his way back up to kind of build his resume in order to be a head coach again because of how his stint at Nebraska went. So I don't know if he's necessarily in a position where he he can certainly say that it's beneath him and feel like it's beneath him, but I don't know if he's in a position to be that picky. So right. I you don't think you don't think someone that kind of turned U, UCF into that power for a few years is capable of getting another job of that stature right now? I, I think he is capable, but I think that I, I think what happens is because of what happened at Nebraska. I think a lot more people are going to be a little more hesitant about doing it first. And he, like, like DJ yeah. said, you have to build it up a little bit again so he can gain that trust to, to, to lead, you know, a, a program. I think people that remember what he did at, what he did at UCF, but people also remember how much hype there was when he went to Nebraska and he came in and completely, quite frankly, fell, fell flat on his face. So <laughs> I think he's going to just have to, maybe work his way up and maybe Miami would be a stepping stone, but I could also see where you would want a long-term coordinator to kind of help this offense. I don't know. But, it's an interesting well, the other The other challenge we have is there's 0% chance you come here as a coordinator and ascend to the head coaching position. So here, yeah. Here. Cause there, no, cause there are other schools where you're like, this guy's going to go to the pros or whatever. So if I can do well as a coordinator, I'll get the big job that ain't happening here. So it's all no. gotta be use this right. to get a platform somewhere else. Right, right, right. Uh, I think this is this is interesting. I'm not going to ask this to, to Vish, but Gary Gary brings out a, 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 a good point because I think some some people still want to see him back here in Miami. But if you pair him with with a guy like if you pair a guy like Mullins, who isn't necessarily the greatest at recruiting, um, you know, at least that's that's you know that's the the knock on him per se, the perceived knock on him that he's not great at recruiting. Uh, if you pair him with a guy like James Coley as your wide receiver coach or co-offensive coordinator, per as, as a title blue, do you see um, do you see something like that working right? Where you put pair Mullen with Coley because he's such an elite recruiter in, in that uh, aspect. You know, I kind of agree with Vish. You know, I mean, to me, look at Bobby Petrino took a job at Missouri State. You know, so as long as long as the head coaching job and get your foot back in the door, if that's what he wants. Maybe he's just like you said. There's guys like Randy Shannon and and Cam Cameron that are not good head coaches, but they're good coordinators. I mean, you know, and then maybe he may fall into that you know realm because 
he had a lot of people. He had no pressure at UCF. He really didn't have any pressure. They came in. They were awful when he got there. O'Brien, I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, I can't really get the name. Yeah, the the, the, the blonde guy. Was uh, it blonde was guy? Georgia Tech. Um, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. He didn't do such a great O'Leary. George O'Leary. O'Leary, yeah. O'Leary. He didn't. You see, he left a program kind of in shambles. So it was a kind of a no-pressure job for him. He comes in here. Whoever comes in here as an offensive coordinator is going to have a lot of pressure on him. I mean, you know, because you just – fell flat on your face and the whole fan base hates you and and it's it's going to be tough so if he's ready for that you know so be it he's still got to understand that this is a building process it, Miami's not going to be mentioned as a team I mean they're probably 25,000 to one to win it all still because they just don't have the pieces that it takes so he comes in here they're going to be a lot of scrutiny on him and because uh, you know by next year at this time we'd be sitting here and 10 wins won't be an option. Right. Really. I mean, it, it won't be an option. So, okay. Okay. But what are your thoughts on maybe like a guy like Dan Mullen pairing up with a guy like James Coley because of the, the recruiting aspect of it all. Right. And bringing a guy like could be James a little Coley bit of back. friction. I think you think so. Yeah. It could be a little bit of friction because like you just mentioned, here's Coley who was an OC and you got Mullen who was a head coach, you know, and there's uh, it's somebody like Charlie Strong he's at the position in his life that it doesn't face him that he was a head coach at three, you know, two power five and one, you know, uh, USF program. And he's, he's fine with what he's got now. He's making good money. He's in a situation where, you know, they're, they're building at the position where he coaches. Um, and you see, the whole thing is, is he has with steel, he gives input. See, and that's the thing. So whoever comes in, you know, I, I and he and and you go down to the final one or two people that are in. I just think that you need to have your position coaches in on that final, that final interview. So you, you think maybe to, maybe you got uh, hire an offensive coordinator to have him pick his position guys. Well, so you don't want to empty out the you know because I know there's a lot of people have loyalty. Obviously, the offensive line coaching. Going yeah, there, I mean so. it's. Yeah, well, I, I, the positions that need to be filled out, maybe like a tight end coach, even a tight end or running backs coach. coach. I don't think Kevin Smith's going anywhere. Yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, he he. Got I mean, there's there's three there's too. three positions open, right? It's right. wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, and OC. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, uh, quarterbacks coach. Excuse me, wide receiver and OC. I was about to say. Yeah, Fields yeah. gets his one guy every four years, and he's he's, he's good. I was about to say I mean, what happened got, there. He got, one year. he got one. He got two. He got two. Let me tell you, I'm. I'm I know I'm, I'm kind of digressing here. I'm excited to see Jackson Carver play too. Yeah, Riley Williams, but Riley uh, Williams uh, is the guy. I he's got a the chance truth. to watch him up close. He's a big boy. Um, uh, you mentioned him briefly, Vish, and I kind of wanted to go back to him before we end on a couple other guys. But Jeff Scott, Jeff Scott is an intriguing name to me. I think he's an exciting name for a lot of people that know college football. I mean, he was the architect of that Clemson offense. Uh, that you know, with um, with uh, Deshaun Watson and. Uh, I, I think he might have been there with Taj Boyd too, if I'm not mistaken. Sammy, yeah, he was I, I know he recruited Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins, and now you're talking about coaching uh, Deshaun Watson. And um, uh, why am I why am I drawing a blank on the other quarterback that was there? 
Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I was um, going to say that, but I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way, man. No way. No way Jazz is whiffing on Trevor Lawrence. This, this, I know, this, right? this is what we get for not having, like, show notes and a rundown, like, professional yeah, shows know. where you got, like, everything. <laughs> so we're not, like, Googling stuff on the side, which everyone can see us doing. Yeah, we right? forget, like. We could get Waffle House as a sponsor. It'll keep a constant reminder. Oh, man. That would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so he's coached he's coached guys like that. Obviously, other big time wide receivers. He's he's done great in recruiting. He was down here in South Florida, uh, coaching University of South Florida yeah. for a little bit. Uh, he's, he's, a hell of, he's a hell of an offensive mind, right? Like, what are your, and think about what are your this? Look at where he was all those years when his dad was coaching at FSU. He was mm-hmm. like the he was the young kid coming up and gotten got to be in that. You know when FSU had was doing pretty damn good, and his dad was there, and Bobby Bowden, and and Lily, and all those coaches. So he learned from a lot of good people. He's always been, a, yeah, he's a very good student of the game, and he liked Florida, and he always recruited well in Florida when he was at Clemson. Right. You know he got some good kids. He got C.J. Spiller that one year to come up, and yep. yeah, they've done pretty well. I I like him. I mean, I like him as a person. I. You know, I know him, and I spent a lot of time when he was at USF. And I've had him on my show a couple of times, and uh, you know, I I thought last year, unfortunately, he assembled a pretty damn good staff at USF. It's just that they didn't get the players. Yeah, I think he's his type of offense would be great here in Miami. Yeah, I really do. Um, okay, so one more guy, and then we'll finish off with a couple, just a couple of names, and we'll hear if you guys say yes or no to him. But uh, Kevin Johns is a name that we've been hearing recently also i think he's in a really intriguing name Vish, can you kind of give me just some info a little bit of rundown on kevin johns because i think that that's look alabama's alabama i think interviewed him or is interviewing him or is going to um that's a, that's a really intriguing name talk to me about kevin johns yeah for those that if the name isn't familiar he's duke's offensive coordinator so right. we, we saw him in action kind of coach circles around our defense a little bit <laughs> um that was one of those games where I think raw talent wise, you're looking at like athleticism and players on the field that looked like we had an advantage, but it didn't show up largely because of his game planning. Um, he's obviously very good at getting the quarterback. You know, I think he's the right mix of the quarterback is mobile and part of the offense running, but it's not that many designed runs. It's more, you know, design scrambles, so to speak. It's, it's not a lot of, you know, option. It's, it's a lot more of, you know, giving him the option to run um, in terms of scrambling and just making plays with his feet, which he did quite a bit against us. Um, so, so there, I mean, so that's, that's where I think most of us are familiar with him. He was at Memphis before that. Um, um, so that, that he was there for three years, did a good job there. Yeah. So he had Brady team. White, who was a really good quarterback there. So Yeah. So he, he develops the quarterback really well. Um, Cause none of these guys are high level, like top. Wasn't he coaching? He was the OC under Norvell, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And and none of these none of these guys are are um what you would consider, you know, elite quarterback recruits, but he's able to get the most out of them. So if you're looking at someone to like develop talent, which I think as much as we focused on recruiters, we really need some talent development guys too. And I think he definitely hits it's that. To your point, though, we really ta- we you mentioned earlier, Bill O'Brien, like Alabama was looking for an offensive coordinator too. So, <laughs> so um, we're, we got some yeah. competition out there. Yeah, we do. Um, so we'll see how that works. But well, yeah, we are. 
also the thing about John's, he's had an opportunity to coach in the Big Ten at Indiana. He was in, at Texas Tech. So he's got a variety of places, especially with Texas Tech, where they always open up the offense. So that's I think that's a pretty good calling card there. But like uh, like Vish just said, you know, I mean, the guy just got to Duke, you know. So, I mean, he just got, got the offensive coordinator job. And, and uh, Alabama would be, I think, a great landing spot for him because it's just the offense. But – Hey, listen, you know, whatever happens, but yeah, I would endorse him. But there, you know, you brought up a couple of good guys that would be a fit. He would be another good fit. Smart guy, Scott experience, worked on a lot of good people. No, another another ACC guy that you, you hear his name out there because of what he's been able to do at Wake Forest is Warren, excuse me, Warren Ruggiero as well, who's who's another big time uh, big time, big time uh, offensive coordinator. He puts up the numbers with with a team like you know he he was able to develop a guy like Sam Hartman as well. Uh, that was that was huge what he was able to do or what he is doing at, at Wake Forest. I think that that's a name that we should probably look at. Um, another one is is this was I'm going to end with this one uh, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts on you know who who we think you know we'll, we'll kind of give a prediction. Huh? Who wants who who do you want to be the the, the oh, the OC, uh, Latrell. I think I believe it's Seth Latrell, who is the uh, the head coach at North Texas. Uh, yeah. A lot of people love love the love the offense that he runs. Um, if anybody can, I don't know much about Latrell. I know the name, but maybe someone can kind of you know talk. I don't know, Blue, if you know a little bit, DJ, if you, you guys know a little bit about Coach Latrell over at North Texas. Obviously, he's not the coach there right now, so he might be an opportunity to get him in here uh, at a big you know, Power 5 school, being the offensive coordinator, work his way into a, a head coaching gig again, potentially. Yeah, well, I know that he worked under Mike Leach, which, uh, you know, already tells you volumes as far as, you know, the way he is and what, what he looked, you know, what, what type of um, coach he is, and also worked with, under Larry Fedora. Uh, you Another know. great offensive mind. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you got to look at lineage too. Remember, I I believe that he you know, he was at uh, Arizona for a minute or two. Uh, I don't know if Rich Rodriguez was there, but uh, but uh, he's worked with some pretty good guys. And like you said, at North Texas State, I mean, you know, he 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 had a team that was like they had a team that was one eleven. He helped to turn that thing around, you know, in a couple of years. But uh, just the fact, like I said. Just the fact that he had an opportunity to coach, you know, with with a mind, you know, at Texas Tech, you know, like Leach, who's a wide open type of guy, and then a guy that could rub off on you in a, in a in a second. So, I I look at where the lineage is, guys. You know, where he's come up to. You know, not you got to look who who rubbed off on him a little bit. And um, no, I like Latrell a lot. I mean, you know, I followed on my. Uh, for a number of years, I believe he's at Kansas as well. So it's um, yeah, I like him. I, I think he's 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 a good yeah. Ben uh, North Texas finished top thirty in points per game, rushing yardage, and passing yardage per game. That's that is pretty elite, actually. Yeah, come to think about it, because uh, that means that your offense is is pretty balanced, and you can you can kind of do a lot with with both with both the running game and the passing game. So I like him. I think that you know you never know that that could be a name. To, to watch out for another name to watch out for T Martin, uh, I think is an intriguing pick because, you know, he's in the NFL. Now he's a wide receivers coach for, for the Baltimore Ravens. However, he has had some success in the college ranks being the offensive coordinator at USC. Also at Tennessee, he's, he's done some great recruiting, right? I think he was voted recruiter. Great recruiter. 
2016. I know it's been a while, but, uh, you know, that's the kind of guy that could come back into the college ranks and be a pretty good offensive coordinator as well. You know, he knows yeah, that. His, 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 the only thing is he's a wide receiver coach, too, so now you're talking about OC wide receiver coach again, right? Which I don't think inherently is a problem. No, it's not. I think we all have that <laughs> that stigma because of Gattis. But... Yeah, and and I think T. Martin has a similar uh, value prop to to what Gattis's was. Which again, we know what happened there. But getting the offensive coordinator off a team in the playoffs that just won a distant coach of the year in college football was on paper a good hire. Now it right. didn't work for many reasons, but I think his I think T. Martin's value prop is similar. He's been Except probably a longer track record of success in more than one school, but you know, yeah. you mentioned USC and Tennessee; those are two huge programs. Yeah, that yeah. he was that he's successfully and been a coordinator at. So. And he was a quarterback too, and he was yeah, a passing game coordinator. Yeah, so that, yeah. and he won a national, national title, national championship. Yeah, here's the how many. Thing. I wonder how many people that aren't old like us think Peyton Manning won that. He's just a T Martin. It was T Martin. Peyton Manning didn't win a damn thing. It was T Martin that won it. There is one thing going for him that if he wants to be close to family, it'd be the perfect spot, right? He his his son Caden Martin is probably going to be a starting a, a starting guy for the Miami Hurricanes baseball program. He's real. He's that good. The kid's a stud. Uh, he was a quarterback too. Uh, yeah, uh, a, I think he was a four-star quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. But he was that much better in baseball. So he's going to come in and he's going to play for the Miami Hurricanes on on the baseball side of things. So an opportunity to be with with his son down here in Miami, uh, who's going to be here at least three years, uh, playing playing ball for the Canes uh, on, on that baseball team. As um, I think he's an outfielder slash pitcher. I think he gets he can run. Well. <laughs> he definitely can run. Uh, he can swing the stick. He's a big lefty. He's six foot four. He's a big kid. Uh, I think he's six four or six three, something like that. Not he's like Rocker's guy. kid, but that's uh, well, you know. <laughs> that kid is a mammoth guy. I mean, uh, I, I will say I don't think having a son that randomly plays on the baseball team is considered ties. No, to that's me. not. <laughs> that's uh, but but I I do. I do kind of understand that point. I, get what I think I think Jasmine actually talked about this. I was like, enough of that. Mario's yeah. enough. You got the head coach there. Let's get some like outside. I don't want anybody with Miami ties. The only one I, I liked is James Coley to come back because of his recruiting prowess. And he's very well liked in, in this oh, yeah. in, in yeah. South Florida. The one thing and I think get kick ass here. So the, the one thing I would say on T Martin is I I'm wondering if he just wants to go the pro route now because he He's got, been a wide receiver coach for a while now in the pro. Well, well, no, right? he he was no, he was at Tennessee recently. He got he got screwed like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, he was under Pruitt, right? I have to look at. This is why we should have show notes. But um, yeah, he, he <laughs> might believe he was. Yeah, but but um, I think he got he got let go with the rest of them because Pruitt was like paying players under the table and yeah. stuff. And that was at USC. Yeah, he got a raw deal there. Yeah, sure. and at USC he got scapegoated when Helton was firing. I wanted to save his own job. So, like, he might just be like, you know what? F this. I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So, so I'm curious if he even wants to go back to college at this point. Yeah. I will say with Martin, uh, he does have a decent track record at developing receivers. Nelson Aguilar, Robert Woods, uh, Randall Cobb uh, are just some of the names. And those aren't the most flashy names. I get that, but there is a track record there. And no, oh, those are pretty know. damn good names. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was just thinking Nelson Aguilar letting balls go through his hands as a Patriots fan. Of course, but you're right. Of course, you're right. But um, <laughs> no, I think when we're talking about how we want to get more out of the wide receiver room, Martin could also be in, an intriguing option in that respect. Good point. Good point on that. And um, he also, like I said, he also knows quarterbacks. So yep. 
He does. Yeah, he's a passing game coordinator for four, three or four he, years. He could easily come come here, blue, and be the quarterbacks coach also. As, 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 that's what I'm right? saying. And the offensive coordinator. I mean, that that's that's easy not like there. it's a stretch. Nope, not at all. You, so, how about this? This is what I want to know. Is there a guy that we haven't mentioned that could be an under the radar guy or a guy that you guys might think could come in and and, and be possible and be able to be productive here, be a good offensive coordinator? We'll start with you, Vish. Any names that we haven't mentioned that you can kind of throw out there? I mean, I think you hit most of the uh, the ones I was thinking, and some that I frankly wasn't. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, unfortunately, Arkansas just snatched him up. I'm sure we were, we were right oh, on, hot, on, hot on his trail there, but, <laughs> but Arkansas picked him up. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see any anyone else that we would really uh, – but, of course, Mario pulled Gattis out of nowhere, so it yeah. doesn't mean it won't be anyone else, but I, I don't really see a lot of – Options out there. I'm looking at the NFL guys that got cut loose. None of them really moved the needle for me either. I got one for you, Joe Brady. Yeah, but he's he's I'm not feeling it. I watch. I don't know. I watched a kid for three years in high school sit the bench, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, he was freaking uh, a genius. I I don't get it. But that's all right. What about Jake Peets? That's a name that keeps coming up. How do you feel about? I I mean, he he wasn't great either at LSU, right? I think of all the names we discussed and everything is shaken down. I like, I think Jeff Scott would be a, I like him. I like that. I I really do. I just think that he would be the guy. He's good recruiter, good with people knows that knows, like you said, look at, he did at Clemson. That's a good calling card. I mean, he just didn't have the horses that did. So, so blue wasn't on the show. Like I think it was last week or the week before I picked him as my top choice. So we're definitely lined up here. All right, uh, Vish, now you got to give me another name because blue picked Jeff Scott. I mean, so. I picked him two weeks ago. Don't I get like, Oh, okay. Well, he tried me on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no, but I think we're aligned here in terms of that's the right fit. He knows the yeah, conference. Really, I like well. that. really smart guy, local ties, but not like UM local ties. So and he's well respected. Kind of, and that's yeah. The whole yeah. Thing. And, and, and he's, he's someone that has head coaching experience, but, Frankly, flop. So I don't think he's yeah. really looking to get back into it right now. Right. Um. And and I don't think he'll have that come in with that air of like, oh, I'm too good for this. That definitely won't be the case there. So I think he yeah. kind of he he checks all the boxes for me, and he's won a lot in this conference, which well, which I, does I think matter. It's gonna, I think it's going to prove out that you had such a great uh, offensive coordinator at Tennessee, like Golish, and now he's the head coach at USF. I think it's more. I think it's more the school than it is the people they're bringing in. I, yeah, no, it, it is, it is, and they're, they're kind of aimless. But that's a whole other other story. It hasn't worked out with a few of them, right? Strong, uh, this kid now, Jeff Scott. So it's it's. Uh, well, they've been. And Levitt they, was the most successful guy they had there. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they've been. I mean, they they were lucky initially in that with all the fallout around the BCS, they landed in the Big East and ended up in like a power conference when they weren't really at school and yeah. They, yeah they turned that they turned that into some success but they were just unprepared for ucf yeah. to dwarf them which is what has happened now and and they can't even like that's their best rival they can't compete on even ground and recruiting they were number two at one point in the country <laughs> yeah, yeah no, they, they, they they had <laughs> they had a run there yeah. but now then- now they're like eleven and ninety six since then but what the hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it, it is a lot of that is ucf you know, becoming yep. the dominant, I know the hate that I say is second choice behind the big three in the state. And USF is not considered on par with them. And that's hard when that's your rival and you're what a couple hours away from them. 
Right. And you're going after the same kids at the same schools and you're just considering an afterthought. Like they they have to break that cycle somehow. DJ, who's who would be your pick right now for offense coordinator? As long as he can keep his head on straight, Scott Frost. I mean, yeah, he is this, this, this pro Nebraska bias oozing out. Oozing <laughs> out. Because of his his ability to run with the quarterback and the fact that Miami already has two you know, very, very, very good offensive lineman recruits in Samson Okalola, and I just forgot the other guy's name, but Yep, Okalola and Malagoa, and you know, I think that, <laughs> like a law firm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think as long as the pieces match up, good linemen, solid running backs, playmakers down the field, I think that would be the best fit for Miami. I don't hate any of the names mentioned, but I think Frost could bring a dynamic element to the offense. And like I said earlier, that's something that we were missing under Gattis. You know, I probably would have said Jeff Scott had, you know, Vish and, and, and Blue not, you know, not tag team on that. On See, the, it's on too the, bad Manny's not here because we could just hashtag it and he would go do it. Yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> if, we get, if we could get it trending this, on Twitter, he this would is what we're gonna do, though. It's funny. It's funny you say that because this is what we're going to do. We are going to put up a top four of what we think, who we think is going to be the coach. I'm going to put up a poll on Twitter uh, later for the fans to kind of vote on. But I was going to say, you know, I, the only reason that, that at first I was not going to say Seth Luttrell is because, yeah, he look as good and as as exciting as that Mike Leach offense is right like at the end of the day that air raid offense doesn't you know when you play teams like like Georgia and Alabama in the in the playoffs they shut that crap down but he's also a top 30 guy in yards per rush and uh, I'm sorry in in and in, in rushing yards per game as well that means he knows what he's doing with the running game Right, so I'm kind of uses leaning. the tight ends a lot, and he uses. I mean, he I mean he throws the ball around, but he knows how to use you know the tight ends and the running backs. So if you ask me, I'm probably leaning towards Seth, Seth Luttrell uh, with a guy like maybe like a you know Danny Mullen. Yeah, Dan Mullen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tough to go against him, but I'll say Seth Luttrell. So we're, we'll we'll post up a we'll post up a poll now uh, on Twitter tonight uh, to see you know. Uh, they'll get a quarter. put in as the fourth one since we, uh, since Vish and I have one. So, so Jeff, you Scott, got Frost, Latrell, and and Jeff. Then who else? Jeff Scott, Latrell, uh, Frost, Scott Frost, and maybe, I guess I'll throw in Dan Mullen in there. Dan Mullen. I like Kevin Johns also. I'm intrigued by Kevin Johns because I um, think he gets gobbled up by Alabama. I, I think he does too. Yeah. I think he does too. But I'll go with Danny Mullen first. And I'm intrigued by Martin's, you know, past work with the wide receivers because I do <laughs> think we need to get more. But I don't know if I don't think he to... wants to be a college. No, anymore. I don't think so either. But that part of it is intriguing. Yeah. So, so we'll, if the we'll, Dolphins we'll keep... would get him, then he'd be at home. But uh... yeah, no kidding. We'll we'll, we'll we'll keep the the pro guys out of it. How about? Yeah. yeah. The, the the one thing I will say that last year showed is you saw us run perhaps the worst offense we've ever seen. And you saw teams in the playoffs running the same style. Yeah. Doing it competently. And you can see the night they did. We focused so much on the style of what we're running. Right. The execution, the timing of the play calling, and the putting together the game plan is what makes the offense good. It's not the style. Good point. 
you, we ran the same style as the teams in the playoffs. And we, could, we didn't even break 100 yards in one of the games. We didn't score a touchdown in three out of the – a, a yeah. quarter of the games, we did not score a touchdown. And then you watch the playoff teams and Georgia's putting out 58 against TCU in the championship game running the same stuff. It's yeah. Yeah. it's because they, they, they scheme better. They – they execute better. They're in sync with the quarterback. All of that is better, and the same style works. So I, I would just suggest overall less focus on style, more on on the substance of who's doing the play calling. Because I think it's pretty safe to say, and you saw us manifest yep. probably most acutely inside the red zone, just inability to time the play calls right, when to call what, and it repeat. I mean, he's he's now transferred, but blue. Blue every week coming out and being like, if you have Fat Franklin inside the five yard, just give him the ball. He's heavy. You can't tackle him. They never did. No, <laughs> they never did. did. They never did. They never did. They would use him out at, out at the fifty though. But when it got yeah. down to the got down to the five yard line, like nah, let's put yeah. the scat back in. Where did he end <laughs> up at? Where did he? Uh, where did the fat? I think end he's up at Rutgers. No, no, he went to. Uh, oh no, he went to Louisiana Monroe. Oh, okay. Oh, did he? he did. Yeah, Louisiana Monroe. No, he Louisiana was looking Monroe. at Rutgers. He oh, was boy, looking at Rutgers. Boy, he's going to run over those. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to go for 1,500 yards. Oh, there. man. He's going to break some of those. It depends too. how they use him. That's true. That's true. We'll see. Uh, anyways, great show today, guys. Uh, I think we, we narrowed down the list. <laughs> did we? Did yeah, we narrow? Yeah, that's yeah, an error list? Of course we did. That's we had 11 list. guys. I didn't even name like Jason Candle because he's already under contract and stuff like that. But. You know, I mean, uh, you never know. And I didn't even name Cliff Kingsbury, who's still, you know, tanning over in Thailand. I don't know. Uh, I would uh, say in Thailand, take all that money and just enjoy myself. So would I, man. I'm who who am I kidding? I mean, the dude already won the lottery. You get fired from a college job and immediately get an NFL job. Yep. You know, and then you get fired and you get a buyout. out with each other somewhere. Uh, David, this is a good question. We'll end on this question. Um, When do you think we'll know who the OC will be? Uh, honestly speaking, you never know with Coach Mario. But look, we've got uh, you know spring spring football is is upon us now in the next five weeks. Okay, so yeah. I, the I fourth of February, uh, March of March, right? March fourth is when it starts, yeah. and then you have the spring game on the fourteenth at uh, Drive Pink or. Um, uh, down, they haven't they haven't said north. the venue yet actually they haven't they did they did they did they, oh they I, did too I, yeah drive pink stadium yeah it's a drive pink stadium okay. on uh friday the 14th i was there last year boy the parking was horrible yeah well i you know i didn't end up going because i think i went out that's of right time, i but, talked to you i was sitting you know? yeah i had a jeez I, I might as well stayed home and walked the parking is yeah. terrible in that place it's absolutely it terrible but um but yeah I, I i expect that we'll know within the next week or so uh i, I think, think that I think – could I be honest with you guys? This is just me. I'm not – this is no insider information or none of that crap. I think it's already it's it's already been set. They've kind of crossed their I's and dotted their T's. Crossed their I's and dotted their T's, I said. You guys – did you guys catch that? We're that just to listening go. to what the hell you're saying. That, <laughs> that needs to go on the next reel, okay? Uh, dotted their I's and crossed their T's. But uh, I think that there's already an offensive coordinator in place. So uh, who is it? No, I don't. I don't know, but I think that there's already someone. Your insider people and tell you that. I, I have no information, man. I have no information, but I think it's already been done. Uh, it might be one of the guys that that are on here. I'm not sure, but I think it's already been done. It's just a matter of you know releasing it out there. Because look, you got five weeks until spring football. You got to put yeah. that playbook in you know in place. So uh, I think that we'll know sooner rather than later, probably within the next week or so. I would say. So we'll see. We'll see. Blue, you might know. You got the inside track, right? You know. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, no one's saying anything. No, no one he did talk to Frank for about a half hour last week, though. He, yeah. I think if Frank had to do it all over again, he would have stayed at Dap State. And, but he's back there now, and yeah, I think I that mean, the that, good that's thing – that's pretty obvious if you go back after a year and you realize yeah. you made a mistake there. So. Yeah, well, he was, he was one of our best guests, too. Yeah, he was great. That was From the car. Listen, I don't mind getting him back on the show again, you know? I wouldn't mind. I want to get that. Charlie Strong on. I'm going to try to get it. him on. Yeah, Blue, let's yeah. do it. Charlie's Charlie good. Charlie's good to talk to. We could even get Stephen Fields and talk about all the tight ends. Oh, I love Stephen Fields. I love that guy, man. And I tell you guys that, that I met him once at the um, – at the FA 79, the FA place down here in Dayland, by Dayland Mall, and he was yeah. sitting right next to me, and I'm like, and I, I, I tell Sheen, I go, that's a tight ends coach from Miami. She's like, who? I'm like, that big dude right there. He's And and everybody went up to him, you're coach, hey, coach. And I didn't talk to him, right, because I leave guys alone. But then at that point, when everybody's like, hey, coach, hey, coach, you're like, what's up, coach? Yeah. He's like, what's up, my brother? He, came, he got up from his chair, came over to our table, Talk to me like he's a nice yeah, guy. Good guy. I love good him. Guy. I love him. Great dude. Great dude. Yeah, well, I, maybe we'll work on that before spring starts. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, man. Anyway, Marcus Harayo, who's that, Mr. Overdose? Look, look, uh, man. Look, man. We will take any kind of spelling we'll take error. Him, if, he, if he can put up 40 points a game, we'll take I, I will say, Arroyo. in Miami, spelling Arroyo that way is pretty egregious. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It is. You already what won. What are you doing? Like, 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 we can misspell whatever we want. It's, it's, a, it's a friendly show, but... You know that that one that one went a little bit. Well, I'll tell you what you 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 replace that last O with an N and it doesn't look too bad, huh? Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All right, now that that is Miami. Actually, that is that is, that would be very other, Miami. Other, other, uh, yeah, that would that would fit more with our with our keeping with. Oh them. man, I love I love everybody throwing Mullins as the alpha dog. Yeah, he is. We mentioned mm-hmm. that. We mentioned he he would be the prize possession or something. You like know, the it. funny thing is, Blue mentioned Ponce. If he never came here last year, he'd be definitely a name we're throwing around. Mario oh, yeah. knows we've worked with him at FIU. He's been an offensive coordinator for a while at App State successfully. We would be. Yep. Yeah, he, he'd be probably much more in line for the head. I'm assuming he he knew he was not yeah. a candidate before he went back to App State right. for, the, yeah. for the OC job. And so. Plus, his wife is up there and. You know, I mean, you know, I, I was I kind of yell at him about that. I said, man, this is the years you need to be with your wife, you know. So I don't think he moves out of state unless he gets a, a coordinator. You said it's autocorrect, but then you spelled something. What the hell is that? And then- Marcus Hemroy. <laughs> Marcus Hemroy. <laughs> Marcus I think we just fired no. Marcus Hemroy, actually. Staragweez. Sorry, t- I think it was sorry guys. I think it was sorry guys. I think <laughs> driving that was my mic. If with with the spell check something, I air a. I don't know what he was going for there, but Bro, how do you get sorry guys from Sarguise? I mean, that's got to be what it is, right? Sorry guys, right? That's what he was saying. Yeah, that's probably oh, what he's man. saying. That's yeah, what. Maybe. Yeah, sorry guys. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> oh, the chat. We love you guys, man. You guys are the best. We appreciate it. Oh man, but I think we're gonna get out of here because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, once we start talking about Marcus hemorrhoids, it is probably yeah. about, about that time. Chap, I love you, brother. Marcus hemorrhoids, unbelievable. Uh, if we want to bring him, in, we might as well kept Gaddis. We got. I think I want to bring Tap on the show one day. How about that? I'm gonna bring Tap on the show. Sounds everybody good. knows. Everybody knows Fernando. Um, all right, man. Thanks uh, for everybody joining us on the show today, and uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Oh, National next Science- week is National Science Day. Yeah. No, National yeah, Science Day is this Wednesday. Wait, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's, that's it's right. Two days. Two days. Yeah. 
we're probably not going to get much information. I mean, there's no. not going to be much going on, but maybe there, there's a guy or two that that could fall on our laps. I know we've got a couple of preferred walk-ons that are some big-time guys, like uh, uh, this Ryan Lasseter kid, a linebacker, big kid, 6'3", 220 already. Uh, another kid, what's his name, Braylon, Braylon something. Uh, another w- a wide receiver. We just got another wide receiver today, Steppleton or something like that. So Steppleton from Cardinal. Give yeah, Steppleton. Former quarterback. I mean, he's a big kid too, right? Like six. Yeah, he can three. run too. So I, I, you know, some of these guys could develop and be great. I mean, look at uh, look at uh, Lad McConkey. Okay, guys. Yeah, I was. You know what? I was going to say him before. <laughs> we don't get Bauer and La- Lad McConkey on our team. I know, right? No kidding, man. Um, Bauer could be a first minute pick. Yeah, he'll be the first guy picked. Jeez. What a beast. Happy birthday to Tap. Uh as his birthday's on National Signing Day. Nice. Um and uh and used to be for, like the biggest recruiting day of the year, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I think that I think Blue uh, uh well everybody, I think that they're trying to change that too, to to kind of get some more uh, they're trying to change the early signing day again and, and move things around, which I think is a good well, idea. You can't do it too far back as the kids want to leave and go to the, you know, enroll early. That's, you know, unless That's they true. have an early enrolling signing day. I don't know. Who knows? I'm way Honestly, out just it keep now. it the way it is. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? That, the worst thing is that it's right before Christmas and right after the yeah. state championships and it's right during the start of bowl yeah. season. So you really take a lot of that stuff away. That's true. That's true. Well, no, it's right. Dodgeball's baseball where they're just getting drafted in the middle of the postseason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you just got drafted. You're playing oh, in the okay. regional. <laughs> baseball will be fun because uh, we're going to cover a really good baseball team, I think, this year. So uh, keep it locked for that. We'll see you guys next Monday, same time, 8.30 p.m. here on the 5 Reasons Sports. Make sure you subscribe. Okay, wait. Before, before you end real quick, next week the show kicks off. Do we have an offensive coordinator? Yes, no. Yes. Yes. Yep. I like it, Blue. All right, yeah. we go consensus then. Four, it's four, four, four on yes. It's it's one of the guys that we mentioned. I like it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or not. Just go with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. just waiting for Eric Bieniemy to finish, you know, coaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since, for Eric some reason, Bien-Aimé. no, no one in the NFL hire him as a head coach. Yeah, so maybe let's just gonna, get him. Sure. You know, he's got to go be a college OC now. We almost got Kellen Moore for you, Vish. Ugh. Thank God. I could after the euphoria of seeing him go to what if he had come here, I would have been like, oh, that no. would have been, that, yeah. oh man, might have been, might have converted. There were, me. there were years where I was willing to sacrifice, like when Al Golden in the middle of that, I was like, if the Cowboys, t- I'll sacrifice the Cowboys for the Hurricanes, like, please go hire him. <laughs> the Cowboys were looking for a coach. I was like, you know what? If you hire him, like, I'll allow the Cowboys to be awful to get this dude off my campus. Oh, screw the Cowboys. We'll see you guys Monday. Adios. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.